You're listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. I'm delighted to be joined here by SEC Commissioner Hester Peirce. Thanks so much for chatting with me. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. So we just had a wonderful presentation at Consensus, and I really loved what you were saying about individual responsibility in the space and the hazard and the danger of kind of slapping a government uh, regulation on something and then people kind of take it for granted that they don't have to pay attention. Um, You don't hear that a lot from regulatory bodies, so it's refreshing. So talk to me a little bit about that and why you think that's important. I think one of the issues that we've dealt with in the traditional security space is that people have come to rely too heavily on what they think of as an SEC seal of approval. And I always say to them, it's not that. We let things trade. All we say is you have to make your disclosures and then things can trade. I mean, there are rules, obviously, that have to be complied with, but that's kind of the basic premise. And so that means the disclosure is there for you to read, or if you don't want to do it yourself, you have an advisor do it for you, and you have to think it through. So I think one of the best things we can do as a regulatory body is to try to encourage skepticism. It's always good to ask questions. You know, if you don't understand something, it's not because you're stupid. It might be because the product is not a good product. It's too complicated. So just ask those questions. And I think that really empowers people to say, you know, you're not, it's not silly for you to ask and to probe. And when, when they tell you they don't want to answer your questions, it might well mean that there's something going on that is, is not good. You've spoken in the past about overreach uh, on the behalf of government or the SEC uh, when they're looking at an asset and deciding whether or not it's a good asset. And I really liked what you said about, you know, the SEC's role is really to make sure people are disclosing information, that they're being transparent, that they're not lying to people. Uh, Can you talk about the SEC and its role in the cryptocurrency space in general? Well, so we've met with the space in a, in a few different ways. One is that some people have tried to do token offerings in ways that are pretty pretty comparable to traditional securities offerings. And so in that space, we've come in and we've, we've said, you have to do it in compliance with our rules or with an ex- in, under an exemption. Um, and so then the second area where it really comes up is people are trying to start these exchange-traded products, launch these exchange-traded products that are based on cryptocurrency underliers of some sort, either futures or um, otherwise. And and so that's another area where they have to come through us before they can start trading those. And, you know, then the other area is platforms um, trying to trade these cryptocurrencies. If they're securities, it has implications for how they have to operate. Um, and so there are a number of areas, all of which require us to really provide more detail, um, more guidance, perhaps safe harbors to allow people to operate in this space. How do you think that uh, the SEC has done so far in providing that guidance and safe harbors? You know, I've been pretty public about thinking that we're a bit slow um, and I would like us to be more willing to take some some concrete steps to provide guidance. I think we've tried several weeks ago and put out some guidance, which was a good start um, relating to, you know, trying to think through whether an initial coin offering is or is not a securities offering. Um, But one concern I have about that guidance is that it was, it it threw lots of factors onto the paper and then it said to people, all right, go figure out how those should be weighted. And that's a concern because people, 
you know, that in some ways generates more confusion about how to weight these things, how to figure it out. So I think we're not thinking always that this is a space where you've got a lot of people who don't haven't thought about securities laws, and now this is their first interaction with the securities laws, and it's a little overwhelming. So even if you hire a lawyer who's who's a knowledgeable securities lawyer, they they have questions. So there's there is room for us to do more. Talking about regulators and their relationship with cryptocurrency, I mean, this is a space that moves at lightning speed, is like super complicated. How do you think that different government bodies are doing in keeping up with the tech and understanding the tech enough to regulate it? Well, you know, it's difficult. One thing I think people who are working in this space don't really focus on is that the SEC covers a lot of territory, as do other regulators. So this is just one piece of what we're looking at. And, you know, people who are spending 24-7 looking at this space obviously understand it a lot better than people who it's just one piece of what we do. Um, so I think it's going to be challenging. And in a lot of the technology, is, it is difficult to understand, especially for people like me who are, come from a law background. It's just not natural to us to... TV background. <laughs> right. So, you know, we need, we need people to come in and hold our hands a little bit, too and walk us through the technology. And, and so I always urge people, come talk to me, tell me what you're doing. Um, and I know it's not maybe what you want to do to come talk to the regulator, but I think providing some light, shedding some light in the space actually will be a benefit to the community. And obviously everything that you're saying here, it's on behalf of yourself and not on behalf of the SEC. So it I think is, that's important yes. to, to say as well. But what do you think the chances are of the SEC agreeing to give some sort of a safe harbour to some of these projects? Because there are a lot of dissenting viewpoints within the SEC. You're one of the uh, people who I believe really gets the technology a lot. You're looked on very favourably in the community because you really kind of understand what's going on. But um, I mean, there's a lot of people with different ideas of, of what the path forward should be. Um, do you think that there is a chance that there might be leniency in the future for some of these tech projects that are just starting out and trying to figure out what are the implications of this tech? What can it be applied to? Well, I, I mean, I have a lot to learn too in this area, so um, I want to say that. But no, I mean, I, I think that we just, we need to get more information. That's that's really what I'm what I'm. Uh, it's my plea to people, come in and, and provide us more information. In terms of a safe harbor, so that's another area where you even get dissenting viewpoints in the crypto world, you know, not just at the SEC. Um, I think what ultimately is more likely to happen, and again, I'm not, I, I, uh, Congress is, is above my pay grade, but I have seen more activity on that front in terms of the safe harbor. Um, so sometimes when the SEC doesn't act, Congress comes in and says, hey, this is what we want you to do. And, and so I can see that would be one potential route for us to get to a safe harbor. But, you know, it could come from within the SEC as well as we think through these issues more. Um, but so far, that doesn't seem to be the direction that my colleagues are going. I noticed that like being in the crypto space, it is very complicated. You know, there's so much going on. And I think that regulations applying to the crypto space are even more complicated. And um, I, I did chat to uh, Chairman Jay Clayton recently about this. And well, his response was, if you don't know whether it's a security, you should just presume it is. What's your take on that? Well, from a, from a legal perspective, that's certainly safer. Um, but it does mean that, you know, for especially 
when you're thinking of a platform that's trading these things, um, they're having to really presume that, um, and, and that's that means that their whole platform has to run as if these are all securities. So it has different implications in different spaces, but I think the reason that that advice is sound is that if you start from that position, then you can work through it with a lawyer, um, you can come talk to us, and you can figure out whether there's an exemption that you could take advantage of. Um, but that said, you know, these this is expensive to get that legal help too, so it's not an easy proposition. Um, and, and that's why I think more guidance from us, more concrete guidance from us could be helpful in at least helping people think through things a little more clearly. Definitely. And then final question, looking forward to the future, the direction that I see the space moving towards is towards decentralization. You have lots of decentralized exchanges, decentralized offerings. So what role would regulatory bodies have in that sort of a world where there is no central organization that can, you know, have to comply with things, you know? Is, is this a dangerous world? Is this a, a bright world? Is this something that we should be taking with a grain of salt? Well, I think that's one of the fun questions, right? Because it means that we can rethink um, how we, we ha we'll have to rethink how law applies in, in that kind of a world. And so I don't think we, we sort of have a full vision of what that decentralized world is going to look like. But with what some people have in mind, it will definitely have implications for how our legal framework, not just in securities, but much broader than that, applies. Um, and so for enterprising young minds who, who are thinking about these things now, I would, I would recommend starting to, to write and think about it because I think that will um, help us think through whether we need a new generation of sort of legal regimes to think about these things. It may be that we don't, but I think it's a fun question to think about um, and to think about sooner rather than later. Absolutely. I definitely agree that it's a very different way of thinking about things and perhaps we need to shift the way that we're thinking about things as new tech evolves and it doesn't really fit into existing paradigms. And I'm certainly open to, uh, to having those conversations with people and I appreciate the chance to be with you today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. the video version of this episode, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or Library.io. A huge thank you to my Bitbacker and Patreon supporters. And thanks to you for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. I'm a Bitcoin fan and I'm scaring the status quo. Got that crypto going at that